It's June 8th, 2019, and this is It Started in Hendricksville, Stories by Jerry Abram. Well, good morning, Dad. How are you today? Doing fine. Great. Well, it's been several weeks since we've chatted, and uh, I've gotten a vacation out of the way, and uh, things have changed around here a little bit. Mom's uh, uh, moved into a home, at least for a little while, and um, we're giving that a shot, so you're getting a little rest, which is good. And um, so today, we are going to uh, do a topic that's been... Uh, of interest to me for quite a while, which is to talk about all your old cars and trucks and motorcycles and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so let's just step back. Uh, we've talked a little bit about your dad, Roswell's, about his uh, truck in particular. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, what vehicles he had over the years that you remember. Well, when he uh, sold auto parts on the road, he had a 41 Chevy panel truck, they called them then that he traveled in, and uh, then when he finally, he was with the Fullapep Company in Bloomington. But that was his own vehicle that yes. he drove. Yes, it was. And when you say panel truck, a lot of times hot rodders will have these old, what they call panel trucks that they fix up. I assume it was something like that. Yes. It's sort of like a van, but the back end of it was it covered. Was, in... No windows in it. It was all right. solid. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, he traveled all over the southern part of the state and sold auto parts okay. for Fullapep Company. And uh, we had that truck even after he quit traveling. We kept that truck for a long time. But uh, finally, I don't even know who he sold it to. He did sell it and got out of it. And uh, he bought a ton and a half Chevrolet truck, single axle, dual wheels, uh, built his own wood bed on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we started hauling logs and in the summer and coal in the winter. Okay. Now, I mean, I would think today for someone to buy a one-ton pickup truck, particularly like a one-ton flatbed, that's a pretty significant investment. Um, so I would think, I know money was tight for you guys, so I bet that was not an easy purchase to get that truck, or did he buy it in, in a condition maybe where he could afford it a little more and then he kind of fixed it up or something? Oh, yeah, it was pretty well shot when he bought it. And okay. He had to overhaul the engine and do a lot of work on okay. it. Okay. But made it work. And, and it was just a cabin chassis, didn't even have a bed on it. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, that was all we could afford. Yeah, but he made it work and he made a little money with it. Yeah, the years. yeah, okay. well, they made our living with it for a while. So if you, as a family, you you were, let's see, you were child number four, I've forgotten, three or four, let's see. Four. You were number four. Yeah. So how did you guys travel around? Because you couldn't have all fit in the pickup truck. Did you have another car? Or how did you? Well, uh, yeah, he usually had a, the first one he had that was uh, when I was real small mm -hmm. was a '39 Chevrolet. Okay. And it was a two door, but it was double seats, you know. Mm -hmm. you yeah. All had four people seat, so. in it, real easy. And then from that, he when he sold that, he bought a '46 Chevrolet, which was one of the first ones made after the war. Okay. And it was, uh, and he didn't buy it until I think 1950 or something like that. Okay. And uh, it was uh, used, well used, but he, he 
kept it in shape so we can travel in it. Now, now today when a car is has been uh, around 10 years and maybe has 150,000 miles on it, sometimes they're still a pretty decent car. Mm-hmm. But I think things were a little different back then. Oh, yeah. Uh, those cars then with those six-cylinder Chevy engines in them, if, they got, if you got pretty good service out of it up to about 75,000, that was it was about spent. It was yeah. time for rings and grind the valves and uh, even sometimes new pistons and whatever, you know, to put the motor back together. Due to different things, as I have said, uh, uh, the metal it's made out of and how far they've come on that and plus the lubrication that they have. Right. Yeah, you know, makes all the difference. Yeah, so. engines were a lot different mm-hmm. back then. And, uh, <laughs> Some, in some ways, we think of some, some old things being made better than some, but in terms of motors, motors are a lot better today than they were back in those days. Yeah, We've learned a lot. Definitely a reverse on that, yeah. Um, so when you started learning how to drive, because you talked about when you were, I think, 12 years old driving that one-and-a-half-ton truck, um, and you would take it to the law, sawmill, which is a pretty long drive for mm-hmm. a 12-year-old, um, what car, do you remember which vehicles you learned to drive in? of those ones that your dad owned. Yeah, I learned to drive in that 39 Chevy. Which was the truck. No, the car. The car, the 39 Chevy car is what Mm -hmm. you learned to drive in, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when uh, I was driving in it by myself when I was nine. Okay, Yeah, that's funny, wow, yeah, just a very different. Now, you were driving by yourself, did you ever at nine years old actually drive out on the road and go anywhere? Just down to the Hendricksville store. But you would go to the store. Oh yeah, Yeah. I could go to the grocery store and back. (laughs) <laughs> now, by the time Randy was born, which was 10 years after you, um, was that still the case? Did Randy also drive when he was that young? or did Pretty much. Pretty close. Yeah. I kind of thought he did. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And same. what about your sisters? Did they all learn how to drive a young two, or did, was it a different time? Not that the girls, young. Yeah. yeah, the girls didn't do yeah. the same. Well, yeah. they just wasn't interested in it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, how interesting. All right, so let's switch gears. Um and get into your cars. So what was the first car that you owned? The first car I owned was a 1950 Mercury. Okay. Uh, it was a four-door. So let, let's stop for just a second. What year did you graduate high school? 56. You graduated high school in 56. Did you buy this car after you graduated high oh, school? Oh, yeah. yeah. So well after graduating high school. Mm-hmm. So this car was a few years old when oh, you got yeah. it. Okay. Bought it from Lloyd Smith. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. All right. Yeah. But... Uh, it was a pretty good old car. I did overhaul it one time. Uh-huh. I got a flathead V8 in it. And it was a three-speed on the column uh-huh. with overdrive. Okay. And uh, so it Now, was, did you buy that car really for transportation? Or was it also, was it kind of a neat car? In it some, was a neat car. Yeah. It really was. It, it was, uh, I put dual pipes on it, and, you know, and I kept it clean and in good shape. Uh-huh. What color was it? It was uh, tan on the bottom and dark brown on the top. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. It was a pretty car. There's some pictures of it around somewhere. And that was, let's see, that was before you met Mom. Oh, yeah. Years before you met Mom still. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And so then what was the transition from that car to your next one? Do you remember going from it to whatever you bought after that, which I think might have been the 57 It was the 57, Okay. I sold that uh, Mercury. uh, Larry Fox wound up with that Mercury. Okay. And so happened, after I met Marie and found out a little bit about her, 
Uh, she dated Larry a few times in that car. Oh, I didn't even is, know her. You isn't know? that funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your 57 Chevy, did you buy it new or was it used? No. Uh, Joe Ham bought it new. Okay. Which was, uh, he was a brother to my brother-in-law, Dick Ham. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know that connection. All right. Yeah. So that was Helen's husband. But uh, yeah. he had bought it new and... Uh, I think that it was just a lot more power than he needed, and it was uh, pretty rough on gasoline. Yeah. So he traded it for a smaller unit, and uh, he just wanted to sell it, and he made me a good deal on it. And, uh, I talked to Dad, and we got a little help here and there and yonder to be able to borrow enough money uh -huh. to buy it. And, uh, because nobody, none of us had any money. Yeah, you would have had enough cash on hand but to buy something like I that. I managed to make the payments on it and everything until I got it paid off. And so what color was it? It was real light blue. Okay. And then it, uh, what, did all 57s have the same engines and transmissions or? No, this was straight shift, but uh, it had uh, three speed on the column and it had... Uh, Let's see, that's the one that had two four-barrel carburetors. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the reason so it was a V8. sold it. Do you yeah. remember what, what uh, um, it was, uh, displacement it was? It was a built-up, I think it was 327. Okay, it was 327. Yeah, that would have been a famous old yeah. V8, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it was a running thing, definitely stout. And so then, what you modified it a little bit. It had the engine modified a little bit. Uh, all I done was I did put uh, solid lifters in it instead of hydraulic. Okay. And uh, actually retuned the carburetors a little bit and uh, put a, there was a different type of uh, distributor that they put out. It was supposedly a little hotter than Okay. I just, you know, I was just playing with it. Okay, was doing. very good. Yeah. All right, and so then you were own, you owned that 57. The, the story you told several podcasts ago about uh, driving around in town and, and seeing uh, a young lady in a 60, let's see, it was a 60 Chevy. Chevy. Impala. You, you were in your 57 when, when you saw Mom the first time in her 60. Right. Okay, and so then when you and Mom got married... You then, did you own the 57 and the 60 at the yes. same time then? Uh -huh. okay. And then in real soon after we got married, we built a house. I uh, got in, well, to begin with, I started working with her brother. Right. Uh -huh. And I worked with them building houses for a while. And then when we built our, uh, trying to think how that went, I think the first house we built, I didn't have the money to put the kitchen cabinets in it. Okay. And I sold that 57 to get the money to put the cabinets in that house. Okay. So you sold off that car. So then you, did you guys just have the one car at that point? Yeah. But did you have a truck? Well, you... yes. I did have a 60. I bought a 60 Chevy half-ton pickup. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And what color was it? It was blue. Okay. Yeah. Was it a pretty good, pretty good truck? Pretty good shape. Yeah. I had the little six-cylinder engine mm -hmm. in it. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty good little truck. Okay, and so at that point you had a you had a, a sixty pickup truck and a sixty Chevy car. Mm -hmm. All right, and um, and then after that, um, what came next? A sixty three Chevy I've got written down here. Is that right? Did you end up with? No. Uh, when we sold that sixty Chevy, sold it to Larry Abram. Oh really? Okay. All right. And uh, we had a chance to buy from. Uh, 
some of Marie's, well, June and Don, it was Don Bingham's sister, had a 56 Mercury. Oh, okay. I missed that one. Okay. Uh, well, right. she had wrecked it, and uh, I could find a new doghouse for the front of uh -huh. it, they called it. That, that but, would be both front fenders and a hood and, hood. and the grill and all that. You bought that whole piece. Bought that whole piece and had it put on and had the whole car repainted. It was a nice looking unit. Okay. And we drove it for a while. Drove it to Florida a couple of times. <clears throat> but uh, then uh, when we sold it, I'm trying to think where we went with the next one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why my note says 63 Chevy here. That doesn't sound like that was right. I think maybe we, I was referring to... What year was that one, did you say? 56. A 56. Okay. All right. And so then, let's get our story straight here. So then, the next thing we've got here is a 74... Did I write... Oh, oh that was your El Camino. So mm -hmm. somewhere in there, you, you switched. That's The El Camino was about the time you had bought Abram Brothers, too. Yes. All of that in the same time. So tell me about buying an El Camino because that was a that was an odd vehicle. Yeah. Um, not very many people owned those. So. Yeah. Well, it just you know just comes as a whim when you're young. You something you take a notion you yeah. really want and you go go in debt for it. But uh, I bought that after I had bought the uh, excavating business from Kale. But uh, of course I'd been into excavating for few years before that. Okay. And uh, into the, of course through all that I had bought that uh, 63 Chevy pickup new. Oh that's what I've got here. It was the 63 Chevy truck. All yeah. right. That's mm -hmm. what I had in my notes. Yeah. All right. So you bought that new. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kept it then to haul fuel and whatever when I had my dozers. And, and that was GM sold a two-tone truck, which was a it was a black truck, and then it had a white cab to keep the cab cool. I Just suppose. Just the top of the cab, yeah. And right. then, um, so so tell me about. Did you choose those colors? Yeah. Okay. And then those became your company colors. Yeah. And everyone else was just about, after that truck come in, I started driving. It every little bit, you'd meet another one, the white top. Okay, like that. that's funny. So I don't know whether the one I bought had anything to do with it or not, but it seemed like it did. Okay. So you had the 63 Chevy truck, and then you had the, um, and then you, you sold it at some point there and got your 74 El Camino. Mm -hmm. um, and before we go further from that, I want to step back because we jumped over somewhere in there. You bought this 2 plus 2 Pontiac. That was in 1965. Okay, so that was 65. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now... There's some story about that Pontiac where you you wanted to buy it here in town from, from a dealership. Mm -hmm. You went and talked to them, and it didn't work out, mm -hmm. and you ended up going to somewhere else to get it. So tell well, me what happened there. There was a Pontiac dealership on the corner of 17th and Wallet in Bloomington. Okay. Uh -huh. Where May Insurance is now, and uh -huh. has been yeah, for years. Yeah, I know where it is, yeah. And uh, I was driving for... Uh, Wiley Oil in the winter time hauling heating fuel. Uh-huh. And I had I had sold a house. I built a house and it sold and I had the money, had everything ready, and went and wanted to order. Uh, I told well to begin with I told him if one ever come in I wanted to come and see it if he ordered one for anybody. So he said, Yeah. Well it wasn't too long I passed up there one day and there was one sitting on the lot. And uh, he uh, never called me, never said he didn't a word. Call you, okay. So, I next day or two I stopped in. Of 
course, I was in my oil truck, had my uh, uniform on, smelled like diesel fuel and all that, but I went in and talked to him, and I said, how come you didn't call me when that would come in? I wanted to see one of them. And he said, well, he said, I, I think that's a little more car than what you could handle. <laughs> you didn't like that very much, did you? Not a whole lot, you know. <laughs> And uh, and I had the ca I was going to write a check for it, which I did when I bought it. But anyway, uh, I said, "Well, okay, you know," and left. So I went straight to Spencer, to Canoost Pontiac in Spencer, and they was happy as could be to order that car for me, except just the way I wanted it, and even give me a better price than I'm sure Bloomington would have given me. So as soon as the car come in, I went up one day and uh, got stopped in that stoplight there and seen that salesman in there, I blowed the horn and waved at him. <laughs> <laughs> Just about as rotten as you could get. And, and what color was that car? It was uh, about the color of your shirt. It was maroon. Kind of a maroon color. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I kind of remember. Uh, I also remember it had, it even had, uh, for the rear wheels, it had, what, what do you call those, uh, coverings that would go over the outside of the wheel, uh, the body. Uh, a body piece that skirt skirts yeah it had like fender skirts and then and you didn't leave those on there no i didn't you didn't care didn't you didn't like them or you didn't well i just didn't like them yeah, yeah right and uh, but, uh, yeah that yeah that was a neat old car and that's the car i grew up in i can sure. remember mm -hmm. going to swimming lessons in that car it had a, a it had a pretty high performance engine in it as Very i remember high it. performance 421 cubic inch wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then a special transmission as well, I think. Yeah, of course, on. Hurst. It had a Hurst four-speed uh -huh. in it. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and even more so, it even had special wheels. The wheels were odd on it. Yeah, and that, that was a special order that just came on two plus twos. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, when you took the wheel off, you just had a ring. It didn't actually, the, the middle of the wheel stayed on, mm -hmm. and then you pulled, I don't know how many bolts held it that was, on out there. It was but, different, yeah. Yeah, it was a really unique car. Okay, well, I think that's uh, got us up to... Um, the mid seventies. Um, so then, in seventy seven, you bought a pickup truck. Yes, I ordered and bought. Uh, well, I had in the meantime for a pickup to just to haul stuff in. I came across a three quarter ton uh, Chevy, uh, six cylinder with a four speed transmission. It is a heavy duty mm -hmm. thing, and I went ahead and bought it. What year it was that? Pardon? What year was it? Was it, was it the 54? 54, I believe okay. it was, yeah. All it had right. the big T grill in it, the okay. T bar. And uh, I bought it, I forget, I think it was red when I bought it. But anyhow, I sanded it all down, painted it black with a white top, uh -huh. or other stuff. And I drove it then until I ordered that El Camino. Oh, okay. Okay, so you had the, you had the, the, the older 60, I don't know, I lost my notes here now, but you had your... Um, your 60 pickup truck, and then you at one time had that old pickup truck, and then you had your El Camino, and then in 77, you bought this, this new pickup truck. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, tell us about that one. Okay. Uh, I had wanted a four-wheel drive, uh, just never had one because we had moved over here to the, uh, had, was doing a lot of work here at the farm. Yeah. And in the winter time, there's bad hills to get in here and then on the farm, trying to get oh, yeah. in and out when it was muddy and slick. And so I bought this four-wheel drive, the 77. And uh, it came in. Uh, it took, 
I think six months to get it. They were mm -hmm. so far. I remember behind. you waited forever to get I it. I didn't yeah. think it ever would come in, and uh, I got so upset with them. I told them just forget it. I went in and wanted my money back, but they didn't give me my money back yet. And uh, about two days later, they called and said it's here, but said there's already a guy has uh, wants to buy it, and I said no. I said that's my truck. I said you. I said, if you do sell that to him, I said, <laughs> that didn't sound like me, but I said, every time I find you out somewhere, I'm going to whip you just to let you know how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, they brought it over, and I bought that one. And then I bought a, a year later, I bought a 78 for Randy, uh -huh. so we both could have a company truck. Yeah. Yep. All right, and then um, going back to that old 54, I think it was, truck that you had bought uh, as just an old work truck, we used to call that thing the Wildebeest. Yeah. Do, what is the history behind calling it the Wildebeest? I don't know who even started that. <laughs> it had to be Randy or, yeah. or Phil or somebody. I think Randy and Phil together figured that out. That ought to be the name for it. Yeah, yeah. because it, it stuck. I mean, we called it that. We called it the yeah. Wildebeest for years after that, so... All right, so then um, on the car front, you had had your eye on a car, you said, since you were a little kid. And in 79, I guess, I think maybe 1980, but it was a, the year was 79, you mm -hmm. bought your first uh, Mercedes. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. Well, what came about with the Mercedes, we had real close friends that lived in Nebraska, and they always drove Yeah, you, you told us about the Cole family. We just talked about that a few weeks yeah. ago. Uh -huh. so. And uh, they had a Mercedes, and... Uh, we, when we was out there, we went to the uh, Legion one night for supper, and Morley came and picked us all up in that Mercedes and took us to the dinner and then took us home. And I said, boy, I'll tell you, I just got to have one of these. Uh -huh. uh, this something I'd always wanted, you know. And so I finally ordered one, and they got it in, and yeah. I bought it. Yeah, we uh, remember we drove that for years. It had a odd five-cylinder diesel. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, after you know, you'd always heard about Mercedes and stuff. When you look back on it, was it as good of a car as you wanted it to be? Oh yes, it, it, it met all your expectations. Oh, yeah, so. oh, yeah. that's great. Okay, um, well, I think we'll we'll kind of stop with the cars and trucks at that point. We've got about eight minutes left here, so we can talk a little bit. I wanted to have you run through your motorcycles and tell us about um, your motorcycle. So, what was your first motorcycle that you got? The first motorcycle I had was a. Uh, it would have been a 500cc uh, twin, and I bought uh, from the front forks back, including the frame, mm -hmm. was off of a motorcycle that had been wrecked. Okay. And I bought that, and then I bought the front end of one that just the engine had gone bad, and it was pretty well shot. And you bought some of this from... From Foxes, is that right? From Boyd Fox. So Boyd Fox, which which I think he still has Fox's cycle cells. Oh, I yes, think it's still yes, in Bloomington. Yeah, yeah, it's still. So, in I assume Boyd is not around anymore, but uh, not too long ago he was still around. Oh really? Okay, yeah. well, he might still be. Okay. But uh, but anyway, uh, we put that together. Rex, uh, my Marie's brother Rex, had done a lot of motorcycle uh, work, uh -huh. and he helped me put it together and get it running. And, and uh, that was what color was it? I had it painted uh, a real dark green tank. Okay. The tank and the little oil 
cases on the sides, all it was painted. You okay. Know, the rest of it was. And, and BSA, black. you didn't use normal wrenches to work on a BSA, right? It used Whitworth. Whitworth. Okay. Yeah, yeah which is an odd I'd, size. I had to buy a set of Whitworth wrenches. Right. So then after you, uh, I don't know why you got done with that, but then what was your next motorcycle? I think it was another BSA. Uh, so was that the 350 or the 500 Gold Star? Well, I think after that BSA was done there, I think in the meantime I owned uh, an old AJS. It was oh, an old really? racing bike, and it was I bought it in a basket, and I okay. put it together. Oh, okay. I but didn't know about it that never one. Did, and it wasn't any good, never did run much, and I okay. think Larry Abram bought it, and okay. I then tore it up. So. All right. But uh, anyway, uh, then the next thing I had... Uh, I think the next bike that I owned after that was a Voltaco two-stroke. Okay. Little All right. bike, and I rode it for a little while, but it was so small it wouldn't carry me and Marie Bowles. And, and were all of these street legal motorcycles? Oh, yeah. So you could, even though I think that they maybe all of them also could be ridden off-road, they yeah. were both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, okay. All right. And then from that I went to the big gold star. I okay. bought it from Johnny Buffalo. Uh, okay, all right. Well, what about the 350 BSA? Where, where did it fall Okay, I think that uh, where it come into place, I ordered a new BMW. A very uh, gentleman bike with the... Yeah, ship. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, high end. And yeah. they couldn't, it was, they were so far behind, they couldn't get it. Couldn't oh. get it made. So I finally got tired of waiting for one. And bought the 350 BSA. Okay. To ride in the woods. So. Okay, so and you did a little bit of racing on that bike. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, um, oh, and then one more, and so then the motorcycle I remember was a Triumph. So, so somewhere yeah. along the line, you came up with this Triumph. I uh, bought it brand new. I had okay. always liked uh, the way they ran, the way they sounded, and I just always had said I'd sure love to have one of them 500 Triumphs. And when they come out with this one with the high pipes on it, it was really a sporty looking thing. Mm -hmm. I just went and ordered me one and uh, went and picked it up when it came in. And I don't remember how often we did it, but I can remember me sitting on the tank in front of you and then Nat and Joe, I think, both sitting behind yeah. you mm -hmm. and the four of us uh, riding that uh, Triumph motorcycle. Yeah. Ride. I, mean, I don't know how often we did yeah. it, but I can remember it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I can remember it because I held between the hand, you know, I held down in between the handlebars because yeah. I was sitting up on the tank. So, yeah, that, that was fun. Um, <coughs> now, back in those days, you guys used to occasionally go down to Florida to bike races, motorcycle sure. races. And did you trailer motorcycles down there to ride your own motorcycles around while you were there? Or did you just drive a car down? And just drive a car down. Okay. Watched the races, yeah. So, so, so none of these motorcycles you owned, you ever ended up having those mm -hmm. in Florida. But you went down and watched a lot of racing down there. Yeah. Okay. And I remember you talking about a race you were at one time. It was the first time that there was a Yamaha. You'd ever heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody had ever heard of it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, interesting times. Okay. Um, any other old motorcycle that you can remember that you owned? Now, you was talking about that BSA um, 500, that mm -hmm. Gold Star 500. Oh, so yeah. We didn't talk about that. That was yeah. a flat track racer is what they built those for. Oh, really? Okay. And, uh, was was, it, was it a V-twin? No, it was a single cylinder. Single cylinder, okay. And right. a lot, they won a lot of races with those. Okay. But this one was set for the street, and it was about all chrome. It was a beautiful thing. 
But uh, one time we did take that down to Florida. Rex and I went down in Rex's pickup and took that gold star and uh, forget what Rex had at that time. But anyhow, uh, that's the only time I ever had a bike in Florida. Okay, so you, because I, I was vaguely thinking that you, there was a story of you having a bike down there. Yeah, and so well, that was probably the time. Don had a, a BMW. Okay, yeah. And I he told that. me, he said, that's a racing bike and all this. And he said, I can just blow that thing sideways, that BMW. So we <laughs> took it out on one of them roads where there wasn't any traffic and you couldn't even see a curve. The road uh -huh. was just straight as far as you could see. And we got lined up and boy, they dropped the flag and we hit the road as hard as we could go. <laughs> and there wasn't no Don anywhere. And I looked back and he was just sitting there right by the line. <laughs> He had poured it on that BSA and popped a clutch on it and twisted the drive shaft in two. Oh, <laughs> tore it all to pieces. Oh, tore it up right there. Yeah, and we was probably 15, 20 miles out of town where he lived, you know. So what'd you do? Well, we got a <laughs> rope and I pulled him all the way back in. So you rode your motorcycle. And pulled and him. And pulled him, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. Oh, that's a and great story. And then not too long after I got back, the... Uh, uh, throw on the crankshaft broke on your bike on my and you always blamed it on telling him didn't you well, yeah <laughs> sure did. dragging him around all right well very good well that is 29 minutes so i think that's a week and uh so appreciate that and uh, you have a good week and uh we'll uh, we'll catch up again in another week or two yeah okay sounds good